Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Buddy and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're talking about G.I. Joe Extreme. We are plotting our way. That's the wrong word. Plotting's the wrong word. We are pushing aggressively our way through G.I. Joe Extreme Season 1. We are nearly you, done what do with you Season think the, 1. What do you think the definition of plotting is? Plotting implies we are not enjoying it, but we have been generally enjoying Season one, we plotted through Deke, especially season two. We are not uh, plotting no, we through tr- this. We trudged through Deke. Plotted oh, is not nearly strong enough. <laughs> it was a Batan death march. What that was? <laughs> it was. It was the bridge. Was the bridge over the River Kwai? We were just doing that whistle uh, that they did in Spaceballs all the way through Deke season two. <laughs> it was rough, but G.I. Joe Extreme, this is an episode called Winner Take All. I want to say it's like episode 11 of 13 of season one. So we are we are here. We are going to finish season one before the end of the year. We'll maybe even finish it by Thanksgiving. So great job, us. Great job, everybody. We can finish this season of G.I. Joe Extreme by Thanksgiving and do all Christmas episodes just like I know Gina wants to do in the month of December and then get on season two come January. I just came up with that plan. I think it sounds great. Look, wow. I want I want October to be I want October to be nothing but Halloween cartoons. I want oh, I bad November news to be nothing but Thanksgiving <laughs> cartoons. And I want December to be nothing but Christmas cartoons, maybe with a Hanukkah thrown in. But mm. that's what I want for three months. And we are no. almost halfway through October and we are doing nothing. I no, just no, said, no, I would, no. well, we didn't do nothing. The episode we gave the people when our scheduling got completely busted, we did give them, hilariously, we gave them a Halloween episode of this show that, that was done count. in November of that year because we never do Halloween correctly. We did not experience that. it. That's like, well, Gina, that's you like... didn't experience it at all because you weren't even on that episode. 
well, uh, well, it's but also like since since we didn't actually record it in present day, that is like being married to someone who's like, I would like sex, and then you saying, okay, go watch porn. Like it is not Wait, the same thing at all. Tina, that's You're the not marriages. Involved. What are you talking about right now? That's pretty. Yeah. Normal. How do you how do you have that experience having not been married, Gina? Yeah, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> I think. You... Anyway, moving forward. Uh, so this hold is on. Gina... yes. I, I just gotta say that w- we have uh, developed these these policies and procedures for a reason because if you look up uh, Thanksgiving episodes of cartoons, they're all bad there are some pretty good halloween episodes all thanksgiving episodes are bad all thanksgiving specials are bad there is not a good one on the lot uh no not false we like them every year we like them every year we like the the garfield one Mm. we like the fat albert one one. that was also christmas first thanksgiving last year and almost died the show almost (laughs) ended after that episode i liked it god oh lordy uh i i think that uh um yeah like if we if we just do more halloween all uh november i would be completely happy with that that sounds Uh, sounds like us i just want to do one like just pick one one good halloween episode because i really want to get all the gi joe extreme done and the he-man done and have it (laughs) all done in time for christmas no, look, look, here, here's, here's the, here's the, the list of the oh 14 boy. best Thanksgiving oh episodes boy. in God animated damn. television. All right. I'm going to just go. This is going to be just like when Ray was like, uh, uh, looking for houses for us and like he starts talking <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to get to the part where like, oh yeah, this is only 300 square feet for $800,000. like, that's no. why it's still on the market. Welcome to LA. No, here it is. I'm going to run through them real <laughs> fast. Where's Animaniacs, the 300 f- square feet? Animaniacs, mm. the episode called Turkey Jerky. Steven Universe, an what, episode when called they, when Gem they just whack off all episode? That's awful. Yeah, that was. I remember that one. It was very upsetting. Uh, Steven Universe, there's a South Park episode, Teen Titans okay, Go. Look, okay, so far, no. Every episode no of uh, Steven Universe hey, is great. Regular show, the Thanksgiving episode. Garfield Thanksgiving. Trash. Wait, did we watch crying. the Garfield Thanksgiving yet? I, there are like two of them, and I think we've I'm watched them both. Certain. Okay, well, there's one. Rocco's Modern Life, Turkey Time. That would be a good one. Mm. American Dad, Hey Arnold. Ooh, a Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving. That sounds old. I feel like uh, we tried to like find that one, and it just five wasn't available. Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Did we do that one? Of course we did. That's like the most famous one, and we have absolutely done it for this show. Uh, yeah. I assume well, I important. feel like I listed at least three that we could do. We'll discuss it. We'll look, take it under advice. There's a whacking off animaniacs. We'll discuss it. I know how our how we look, work tweet, here. Tweet at us and tell us how many Thanksgiving episodes you would like us to do. How many Halloween episodes and how many Christmas episodes? But no, no, get us some good ones. Ones that won't make us want to gouge our eyes out. I don't, I don't even care about the good. number. Find a oh. Jesus. Look, we complain when shows are too good. We watched Batman the Animated Series when someone on Patreon su- su- suggested it, and we were all like, whoa, it's too good. It's hard to make fun of. It's hard to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. So it's better when they're bad. There's a there's a line, and beyond that line, uh, fun to talk about because it's bad becomes an excruciating experience for all parties involved. <laughs> I do not want to do We've that again. Yes, we have. I have a child now. I have... 
I have a responsibilities to live up to. I don't want him to lose his father to uh, uh, to Deke. That would be, that would be a horrible origin story for a supervillain. I just don't want to touch that sentence on any level in any way. Uh, look, your kid, your kid knew what he was getting into when he was born <laughs> to a Thank podcaster. You. <laughs> Thank you. He was the one child who uh, did ask to be born. <laughs> uh, lobbied hard oh, for please. us, which is weird, but uh, I guess that's on him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Have you have you bought him like uh, is he going is he going for Halloween as a podcaster this year? Because I oh, really feel God. like you got something there. Tell him to stop <laughs> showering now and he should be just the right smell by the time October 31st rolls around. Wow. You realize wow. you're a podcaster too, Gina, right? You, you know that. <laughs> I'm the, she knows, I'm the that's how do you think she knows what it smells rule. like? <laughs> Please. Um, but anyway, guys, the live action uh, uh, of this G.I. Joe Extreme is maybe one of the most interesting. It's never been more obvious that the voice actor and the physical actor were two very different people. And this was very much dubbed like Rumble in the Bronx, <laughs> where they did performed it in English and then dubbed it over in English afterwards. What a delight. But it's about basketball. And you have Freight, who's the big guy with what the dreadlocks. And and he's kind he's of a minor character. No, he has a do rag. Yeah, You're thinking the of fuck, the other guy. Ray? I oh, feel like that was me. super racist. Well, how is that racist? Because I swear to God, I thought he had dreadlocks. Dreadlocks on the show, and this was better than the white dude with dreadlocks on the he show. Has, That's racist. He has an accent. He has a deeply uh, pseudo Jamaican accent. Yeah, so and why, you and the confused effect- him with the dude who told like this. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You can't no, even tell was black cartoon characters <laughs> apart. I think the predator having dreadlocks is also upsetting. Just for the record, thank you. Freight does um, not have dreadlocks. This is real disappointing. And I've been spending all day talking about how uh, 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 Dave Chappelle's a racist. Now I got to add you to the list too. Oh, oh, man. Look, it's look. They do not animate this the cleanest. The graphics are not always the oh best. Oh my god! When You're he's running around, always in the background, it's no. easy to think the that the Jamaican dude has dreadlocks. This the is last not out of, of the a range dying of man. The animation made me do it. <laughs> is that like Roseanne when the the medication turned yes. her all racist? Yeah, are you an ambient right now, Ray? They're not animated at all in the same way. One of them is wearing sunglasses. First of all, the entire time, that's the second one is about eight times bigger than him. Also, the Jamaican dude wasn't even in this episode. Okay, wait a minute. Now I've just realized I've conflated two characters and I'm a super racist. Shit. Yes. <laughs> I thought I, I well, I oh, see my boy. mistake now. Uh oh, guys, boy. I'm gonna go ahead and get my hood out of storage because apparently it's time for the rally. <laughs> oh no. What a disaster. I, I only remember the do-rag specifically because there is a point in here where, you know, like you the, these characters like wear their things so you know who they are but like he comes off of the uh football field pulls off his helmet still has a do-rag on like what the fuck that's kind of great why are you still doing this it's like a, i got a job as a cook and i'm still wearing my gi joe fatigues <laughs> you know with that. like the bandolier of grenades wait there, are, there are definitely football players who still wear a do-rag under their helmets absolutely who's the racist now chan but he <laughs> 
doesn't I need to be I just don't want it to it. be me, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I also can't tell the white dudes is, apart on this show either, just for the you've record. You've both been problematic in the first five minutes of describing this. <laughs> <laughs> but Gina, you love the Chappelle uh, special, so talk to us about that. Yeah, I you know, I don't watch anything without a narrative, so I will never be involved in this conversation because people who sit down and willingly watch stand-up specials are fucking insane. <laughs> I don't care what it's about. You realize, like, we know eight bajillion comedians, right? And they all want us to go to their stand-up specials. This is like <laughs> me sitting down and being like, you know what I want to watch on TV today? A pap smear. I just want to watch hours of a pap smear. Wait, is what that what you do narrative? for a living these days? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> can you get paid to do that? I would say that it's good work if you can get it, but it sounds like terrible work. <laughs> no, not good work at all. Bless the people who do it for the love. Yeah. Of the game. <laughs> For love of the game. So this opening scene, <laughs> we're all getting canceled. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm getting. I'm. I'm making money watching Pap smears. You know, a few a few weeks ago, we talked about how that podcast crew was coming to the house to try to lure me into saying some transphobic shit so I could get canceled. <laughs> and you all just agreed. No, you're going to cancel yourself on this show soon enough. It turned out. <laughs> I should have bet on you. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so we're out, we're playing basketball and it's between two characters and it's between Freight and a dude. I do not know who that is. I should. I do not know who that other character was. Another minor character of the G.I. Joe team. Oh, the do guy who's who playing was? basketball with? Yeah. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Metalhead. No, no. Metalhead is the metalhead. blonde guy. Yeah, Metalhead was, was blonde, blonde and talks in a very no, specific this is, way. No, this is the handsome, like, brown-haired guy that doesn't... Oh, it's the guy who isn't Lieutenant Stone. It's the other... It's like yeah. the co-leader guy. Savage? No, it wasn't Sergeant Savage. This guy was little. I mean... Uh, it. I don't know who this dude is, but he was a Joe team member. You realize he's an actual human being and not a cartoon, right? Because the cartoons, these people are like... Like incredible Hulk sized, all oh, of them. I got like, thoughts about that a little bit later. Even like, like the mailman is gargantuan. <laughs> well, Carl Malone is a six six eight, so that makes sense. No, that is fair. That is, uh, he, he only looks big compared to John three Stockton. Of you, and you loved it. And Chan got it. So how about that for a miracle? <laughs> there you go. You kidding me with John Stockton yeah. right now? It is happening. Me and Chan <laughs> did a sports. Oh my god! <laughs> and it wasn't wrestling. So look, I'm I look, I'm happy right now. That's fine. I can, you know what? Show's over. Bring it on. Just use all the stuff about houses we talked about before we got on. Now I thought we were gonna do a thing where the big character is challenging the little character, right? And the little character is gonna like pull off a move and win. So I was all just That's like, what I, you thought this was about? I did, yeah. Because I didn't know it's an episode about. Have freight. you ever seen TV? Well, look, because the other time we saw Freight, he was being used by maybe this same character to lift that tank up off the ground. And so the other guy who bet on Freight, like, got over. So I kind of figured a bet, Freight's involved, this little guy is going to get over. So he's like, we're going to play basketball for nebulous purposes. He goes to take the shot. Freight jumps in the air, grabs the ball, has the wherewithal to say, uh, uh, it never touched the rim, so I can just dunk it now. That's not how anything works. He dunks it, <laughs> rips the entire like hoop off of the entire like backboard off the thing, and is like, "We're done. You have to do my uh, shift. You have to do my like overnight shift tonight. Fuck you." And I was like, "Wow, that is not where I thought this was going, even a little bit." I will say, I wrote in my notes, 
this is kind of a good bit. Uh, yeah, I did ballistic. not hate it. It was ballistic. Ballistic. Uh, okay. Thank you. How about that Gina coming good. through with names? What is the weirdness of this episode? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to complain this, about the episode. writing. I paid next. attention to it. <laughs> Gina's going to be dropping fun facts <laughs> about each extreme character as we go. <laughs> I'm gonna this I'm gonna, gonna jump wild. in with more Gary the Glove Peyton references because <laughs> why not? You did not. <laughs> I am beside myself. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Gina knows all the characters' names that I don't. Chan's dropping NBA knowledge on me, and I'm a mega racist. Welcome to Knowing Is Half the okay. Podcast, season two five. Of, two out of three. Two uh, out of three. Unfortunately, uh, uh, is bad. <laughs> Oh, let's just let's just roll with my own stupidity. Okay, the episode begins, and Rampage is is going into a lab. Rampage is going into a lab. That's where we start off right here. This dude, uh, uh, Freight, jumps off a building. This is crazy. He's like ten stories in the air. He just like jumps and runs down the building like Mission Impossible, where they've got those like tethers to them. Except he doesn't have one. He just sort of runs and rolls down the building and then ends up grabbing a tank as it's driving away. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, we're not even trying with physics in this one so far. He's I mean, he is supposed to be gigantic. Like he is like this. This world's the Hulk. I mean, he really yeah. is. They should use him more probably because he could do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Hasn't uh, really been a featured player. I mean, even in that, even in the, even in the, the opening scene, he's taller than a basketball. <laughs> like, right? You like, or what? he's didn't consider that. You're right. <laughs> be, because they show and they like do this thing with perspective where it's like because they're obviously live action, so they have to do this thing with perspective where they show they show ballistic like looking up at him and ballistic mm-hmm. is not a small dude either. <laughs> it's not. And he, he's like, he's like looking up at him. Like he's looking at the Chrysler building or something like that. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> They're setting up that freight is supposed to be, is supposed to be humongous. Yeah. He's gigantic. Um, he, he, he ends up jumping on the vehicle where rampage is trying to get away. Rampage ends up shooting metalhead. Who's in a vehicle blows it. And it's about to teeter off of a cliff. This was genuinely surprising because Rampage is like, you're going to save your friend or get me, the classic Joker bit. And Freight's like, I got to go save my friend. He runs over to try to like grab the vehicle to pull it up off the cliff. And then like, it doesn't work. The vehicle falls off the cliff and Metalhead is in the hospital almost killed. You well, just yeah. well, it doesn't work. He should have grabbed Metalhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, would yeah. you grab okay, the fair. fucking motorcycle? Also, I, I'm surprised that they immediately cut the tension of whether or not he's dead by like five seconds later showing him like pretty much fine in the hospital. I mean, he's got a cast on, but he's not someone fine. always he's with a cast off. on in this. But like when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, is the rest of this episode going to be like trying to get to the bottom of that ravine and find his mangled body? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this and is they, still and a then, show and, for kids, Gina. Yeah, you're telling me they can't. I mean, they don't have to show the mangled body. Stand by me was a kids movie. They're looking for a body through that whole movie. Stand by me was a kids movie, Gina. Yeah, a kids movie, yeah. a movie intended mm. for children to see. Uh, mm, I feel Can't like that's not the case. I, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, I'm looking it up because I I I don't know that it, it's uh. Maybe it is PG, but I kind of felt like it was R, wasn't it? It, it was like made for teens. 
It's a Stephen King story. It's a story. coming of age movie, but it's not made for teens. I think it was made for teens. Teens watched it. Stand by me is ooh, doesn't say. Certificate R. It is an R-rated an movie. R-rated movie. Yeah, kids watch Child R-rated Gina movies all the time. Is, but it's not made for them. <laughs> You're not supposed to. It's l- legally there are rules in place to prevent children from watching this. Okay, I'm I'm just saying you can be on the hunt for a mangled body in a cartoon. As long as, like, I'm saying when they find him, he's still alive. They could just be like, we got to return the body to his family. And then it's just them getting to the bottom of the ravine and being like, oh, my God. Like, here's, here's, oh, here's a rock that, like, there's blood on this rock. Maybe this is where he bashed his head in. But then they find him and he's crawled into a little, like, a little cave so that the animals wouldn't eat his gangrenated leg off of his body and they find him and they're like, we got you just in time. And then like, and then he's in the hospital and he's more or less fine. But give us the, give us a little tension there before you tell us he's okay. You know what? Uh, uh, on further consideration, that does sound very child friendly and I'm for it. Let's do it. <laughs> what is happening? Oh my goodness. Okay. So Metalhead's in the hospital with, the, if I remember this correctly, he's got the, the world famous uh, head bandage which you do not get very often except in cartoons. Then you get it all the time. So I'm excited they went for the 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 head bandage maneuver. Uh Black Dragon is that like is quicksand? There. Like everybody It is like uh... quicksand. Only found in cartoons in the 80s and 90s. The <laughs> well, world famous head when bandage. You, when you grew up that you would have uh, some sort of uh head bandage around you at some point. I guarantee it. I would I would you fall in quicksand and I would have a whenever you want. That's the benefit of being an adult. What? You're saying I could just buy one of those? Yeah, it's just, it's usually just gauze. Like, I was just Man. watching an episode of Mr. Robot, and he he imagines himself shooting himself in the head, and then next scene, he has, he has gauze on. He doesn't really need it, because it was all a figment of his imagination, but he's got gauze wrapped around his head. Wow, were you watching Pie instead of uh, Mr. Robot? <laughs> it sounds very much like an Aronofsky joint. Go for some pie. No, if you've never seen Mr. Robot, it's a lot of it takes no. place in his head. Okay. That's yeah, not very good. Um I you know quit. what? I'm not I gonna think... take that from you, Ray. I, also I quit think that Ray Mr. Probably did not I understand it. Yeah, this feels very legion y to me. Like, yeah, this I feel like I feel like not... Ray was like, Whoa, what's this guy doing? Like, oh, he's much he's like just... Fight Club. How come no one else can see this guy? Necessary dual person reveal. Uh, and, 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 and if you look back on it, it really doesn't make any sense. Some of the scenes that happened because of that reveal, it was not good. And as soon as, as soon as they announced that at the end of season one, spoiler alert for this old ass show, I said, I am this. No, I'm out. I'm done. I don't care. I'm out. Thankfully, thankfully, Rami Malek appeared in the video game until dawn and, and won it back by love of him from losing it all in Mr. Robot. Chan, I think he didn't understand it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he didn't. What, he didn't what is there not it? to no, understand? He didn't, he didn't pretend these two people are the same person, even though none of that makes sense based on anything else that happened on the show. He just proved that he didn't understand it, Chan. Okay. <laughs> don't cool, let him cool. talk you out of it. How dare Look, Chan, I still have to watch Foundation, so I'm not going to be getting to this anytime soon. Well, you got to watch the Foundation before you can watch The Attic. Everybody knows that. Is there a show called The Attic, or did you just is pull that, that, uh, a building reference to yeah, try and Yeah, I think it's cool. like a sad attempt at a joke. 
I was going for oh, a building boy. reference. I don't this do is... jokes, Gina. I think you would know that by now. <laughs> so I do building references life. and basketball reps. That's all I do. Now, mm-hmm. they're in the mm-hmm. hospital, and Metalhead uh, is, tells Freight. Freight's like pissed. He's just he's so upset. He's, he's like the Detroit Lions head coach after yet another loss. He's just fucking crying. Uh, gr- good job. Oh, and he's not. He's not pissed. He's like he feels so much guilt. He's, he's upset about guilty. it. He, you know, yeah. he tried so hard and came up so short, and now people are hurt all around him, and it's his fault. So my point. And I'm talking about Freight now, not the Detroit Lions head coach, but it is applicable. Now, Freight Metalhead goes out of his way, and Black Dragon goes out of his way to say, "Dude, like it's not your fault. It's Rampage's fault. He put him in this position." And Freight's like, "I should have saved him, and I did not." I got a lot to think about and he leaves the room and you're like, no, he's not going to come on, dude. You're not possibly cutting back to the bad guys. Rampage is telling iron claw. Y'all got to pay me. Uh, he, cause he, he we're not telling iron claw this. He brings this, uh, MacGuffin. He brings this thing to iron claw, but he has this lady assistant. Who, I don't who know. If I've never seen, seen before. before. Also, no. I don't think she's an assistant. I think she's a second in command. You fucking misogynist. What That's do you think Captain an assistant Harlock. is? I don't know. Other what? than a second in command. Uh, uh, do you think vice presidents and assistants are the same job, Ray? I think the vice president is assistant to the president. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, that's not really how it works. But <laughs> Kamala Harris is assistant to Joe Biden. That's how wow. it works. Wow, you're getting canceled for a lot of reasons on this episode. Well, I'm not wow, saying it because was, she's a woman. Mm, she's the vice president of the United States. Yeah, try and walk and it back now. Try and walk it back. Also, while walking. you're doing, while you're making these jokes uh, of like sort of faux racism, you probably should also actually pronounce your name correctly. Otherwise, people are going <laughs> to yeah. 100% figure that Wait, you're Wait, how did I, I pronounce it right? That I was actually proud of myself when I said it, that I said it right. She's repeatedly well, the tape. Told I did not say Kamala Giant. I did not say it this time. I have learned and I have grown. <laughs> How dare both of you right now? Um, She's I, also I will, definitely I, not the vice president of Iron Claw Society. So stop that noise right now. I'm sorry. If you wear a cloak that big and a hat and a goddamn eye patch. You are the underboss. You're not. Yeah. You know, you're not just a lackey. You. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. You don't get to I come mean, to work like that. You're not a the, foot soldier being fought in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. You're oh, definitely great. Bebop and/or Rocksteady. Yeah, and I also I need They're a lot not- more of this person because. Like shit, Wait. yeah. Somebody, yes, somebody got same. real deep into anime and was like, "We need to put this character in here." No, and she, she doesn't was do anything. But also, Bebop and Rocksteady are very clearly not the vice presidents of the Foot organization. Yeah, they're so also I don't know what's not happening assistants, anymore. dude. They're not assistants. They don't assist the Shredder with kicking Ninja Turtle. You're butt. purposely being obtuse with the with the word assistant at this point. Someone who assists. <laughs> Like John Stockton, <laughs> he was the assistant to Carl Malone. Thank you. You know what? That was a pretty. Uh, I'll give you that one. That was a pretty Thank good uh, pull. Thank you. I'm going to take any strap uh, <laughs> of points I can get off this episode because this is one of my worst showings ever. GI <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nobody beats the idea. But here's the Cobra Mamba. Cobra Mamba, its power is frightening out of the blue. It's bright like lightning. The Cobra Mamba is a fast attack copter with laser guns and missiles. The Mamba sides detached to become attack pods. Triple threat, mean as yet, Cobra Mamba! Jump, jump! Nobody beats the idol, the real American hero! Cobra Mamba and other vehicles and figures sold separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. No, I, I, I was saying that the... Uh, the sort of thing like I'm quitting because I feel guilty about this thing is ridiculous. Yes, but it feels like a genuine human emotion. Uh-huh. So when it happened, I'm like, oh dang, we're gonna do this thing, and like, yeah, of course it's gonna be silly because it's a cartoon for kids, but also like it hangs together. The logic holds up, and you know, like, uh, however this turns out, like I'm already on board. And I will yes. say, for the record. Uh, I would just jump ahead and say the only misstep I think this episode made is that it's called winner take all and there is no ABBA whatsoever. <laughs> okay, That's you know what? Fair. bullshit. And as is a G.I. Joe Extreme tradition, they did do a music video at the They end. had the opportunity. Perfect opportunity. They had the motive and they did not execute. Uh, no, well, this scene here, because uh, Rampage doesn't want to give the thing to uh, the lady. We don't know her name. We haven't, we, I don't think so. Call her Captain Harlock, for God's sakes. Captain Harlock. Is that her name? No, but she is, this like, literally everything that she is wearing yeah. and how she is wearing it looks like Captain Harlock. Well, she delivers it to Claw and pays a Rampage. Cool. They have a little bit of a tense moment, but it's like, whatever. She delivers it, and he's like, I'm going to use these chips and we're going to improve living weapons. And he basically, it doesn't say it, but it's like what we did to wreckage, we can do. And remember that whole episode where he goes to that like poor farming village and finds himself. That was wild. He says, uh, uh, we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to enhance uh, wreckage right now. So he goes to wreckage. And it's kind of a cool, I really like this scene a lot, actually, where Iron Claw says, hey, we got this upgrade to your cybernetic parts. And Wreckage is like, look, you know, I answer to you. I I work with you. We do a thing. How can you, as somebody who nominally respects me and knows what I've been through and knows more than even Wreckage knows, how can you possibly ask me to do this? Fuck you. (laughs) And, and, and I loved it. And then they cut over to Captain Harlock, who seems like she's getting some ideas. Like I automatically assumed after they panned over to her after this conversation that she was going to enhance herself with the parts. Right. Did you guys feel that way as well? No, no. She had a look in her not face. It was definitely like because he's like, I'll find somebody. And she's like, not me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I got to find that somebody because I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the, the look was definitely like, oh, shit. I like he better find someone who isn't isn't me. Oh, also, well. I think her name is saw sad. sad. S.A.W.S.A.D. Stop it. You made that up. No, I'm looking at the cast. You're thinking of an upset lumberjack right now and it's possessing you. I am. <laughs> I am looking at the I'm looking at the cast for this episode right now. And Can we just call it Captain Saucy. No, that sounds sexist. Mix it up a little bit. Sassad? Done. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think her name is Sawsad. Well, okay. If you insist. Because it says she's voiced by Angela Costain, and she and that was the only real like, that was the only woman in the episode. Yeah, there was no other woman in this episode. Yeah, so it's it's got to be Sawsad. One All word. Right. One Saw word. Sad. I uh, wonder how often she shows up after that. I mean, there's definitely a photo of her in an episode that I that we haven't seen yet. Oh, episode two, season one, Scar Under Siege. So, well, in uh, in in season six, we'll get there. Oh, also, I just saw a spoiler that makes me kind of excited. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, don't share it. I like getting excited. Oh wait, or 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 her name is Steel Raven. She looks like this character also. That looks much more like a Steel Raven. I would believe her name is Steel Raven. Okay. And I don't know anything think, about her I at think all. maybe she's okay. I'm putting a picture in the in the chat. That's got it. That's her, right? Bing, bing, yes, bing, that is hundred percent her. Yeah. She's got an eye patch, she got that hat. Yeah, that's Steel yeah. Raven. Steel Raven is her name, ladies and gentlemen. Look at Gina coming through with a second character name. <laughs> this is oh, the yeah. one for it the even, ages. It even says in the it, she says she shows up. So this was this was her first episode. Okay, that makes sense. And and yeah, I immediately was like, why has this chick not been in this all the time? Oh, it yeah, says cool. in season two she takes on a major role in the series and oh, also good. gets an updated unicorn uniform to Ooh. go. Oh shit, an updated <laughs> unicorn. Oh, man. She has a unicorn in here, and and they're going to update it. Fuck. Oh my God. I'm all oh, about it. I'm looking forward cool. to season two and steel. I'm looking forward to season two being the Steel Raven ep- season. We call it yeah. the era of Steel Raven. <laughs> and if we haven't, we will, because that's amazing. Yeah, she's cool. Um, I wanted more of her. Okay. So cutting over to Freight, he's quitting. He's quitting, and uh, uh, Lieutenant Stone, I think it is, uh, says, "No, you're not. Take a break." Take a couple of weeks. You got some vacation saved up. And he's just like, you can call it taking a break. I'm not coming back. So whatever is makes it right in your head. And uh, uh, he always says, take a break. Metalhead got two breaks, broken legs or whatever. And I'm just like, that's a good line. Good on you, dude. And then a very left turn moment. He says, I'm going to go back to being a professional football player. <laughs> <laughs> he's full on Pat Tillman. Happier ending. But he's he's gonna go back from the military, the nebulous military, to to going back to play professional football at the highest level because we find out he was the number one overall draft pick of the NFL. Wow, yeah, him, obviously. him and NFL Super Pro have that in common. He would tear NFL Super Pros head off. Yeah, yeah again, he he's a he's a giant. He's he. It would be like if the Hulk played football. They don't care how long you've been gone. You don't need to try out to come back. <laughs> no, he just shows up on the, he just, and I don't know how contracts worth. I don't know what team he's even signed by. Like, I guess who's going to tell him? No. Like, also, he's like, I play I'll for the T-Rexes now. <laughs> if, uh, uh, if you did NFL super pro, you can absolutely do some GI Joe extreme characters on who oh, would win. Man. You know, we haven't done a GI Joe extreme character on who would win show in a little while now. We are minute, due to do, do one, one more before season's end. We've done it three times. Four. G.I. No, Joe just extreme did, characters? Not extreme. No, we used snake eyes. We just used snake eyes. Yeah, what right. are you talking no, about? Yeah. They're crazy but, pants. Like, everybody knows Steel who snake Raven. eyes what is. What the fuck are you talking about, Chan? And we're going Steel Raven on the Who Would Win show. Let's go. 
<laughs> I would be so into that. Well, we might have to wait a season until I find out what she actually does. Still Raven versus Captain Harlock. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Book it. Chan, special guest. Arguing. <laughs> Harlock. I don't know. I'd be into it. It'd be kind of fun. Don't you? Don't you, I know that how much you love anime characters that nobody knows, has never heard of. Kill let's, me. Let's do this. Let's do this. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, I'm somehow into it, Chan. So let's go. April Fool's episode. We'll bring you on. <laughs> we'll do one point. I don't know. Anyway, uh, curtain. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I did not know also that Freight's real name is Omar Diesel. That's rad. What a cool ass name. Omar, Omar Diesel. Diesel. Oh, no. Okay. That's like something that would be like in a YA novel of someone who's like writing their very first YA novel. Like, oh, she looked over at, at Scott Falcon and <laughs> Scott Falcon and then Omar Diesel. How could she love such two different men? oh my god yeah his name is omar diesel drafted number one overall he's bigger stronger and faster by like two feet (laughs) than every other person these are professional look guys here's the thing about professional football players that everybody i don't think understands the least athletic person in the nfl is 10 times more athletic than you will ever be that's how it works. These are the most athletic, strongest, fastest people in the world. And Omar Diesel here is ragdolling three, four at a time. This is ridiculous. Watching this like training montage that he does. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. So we cut over to sports talk, a sports talk like Sports Center ESPN type show. And Iron Claw is watching Sports Center, which the idea of that is wonderful. <laughs> I fucking love it. Iron Claw, after planning to take over the world, needs to know the Bulls score. Like that, that thrills me to no end. And he's like, oh, Freight's name is Omar Diesel, and he plays in the NFL now. Now, to any supervillain, that would naturally mean. So he's not going to bother me anymore. He's rough. I don't want to deal with him. But Iron Claw says he's out of my hair. Better pull him back into the fold again. <laughs> he seems perfect for enhancement. For like, enhancement. Why wouldn't I make him even stronger? He hates you, Iron Claw. This is the worst <laughs> idea you've ever had on multiple <laughs> levels. Yeah, so I, has- this was this to me was the one sort of flaw with this episode was that like because for a second i was like wait does it do something to their brain also because like we all know how this ended with wolverine it did not end uh, well for the people who who altered him so well, here's the they're thing fine. they're fine <laughs> they uh apparently they have a mind scrambling chip well, they do have the uh, mind scrambling chip. that's right also yeah, so far true. it's been going reasonably well with wreckage like you know I he's mean, He's not always the happiest to be doing these things, but you know, like I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of hubris here. There's like, in addition to having the most awesome, uh, human, uh, or living weapon, I will also break him with my super great brainwashing skills. <laughs> and then I'll just be able every day. I'll be able to look at him and go like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. You, I mean, you know what? Cool. Uh, uh, I, I, I will buy that, but I, it does seem like why wouldn't he go with someone who's already in his employ? Like Steel Raven, for example. That would be kind of rad. Yeah. I'd be for no, that. 
because Steel Raven has been uh, uh, working on him ever since she heard that. She's like, oh, boy, you know what? My shoulder is just shot. I, I just I have this. I will get you a uh, new shoulder made of I got a metal. F- family history of just bad backs. And, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I went to my, fine as well. <laughs> I went to my annual physical and that and he said that if there were any weird alterations to my body, I might just die <laughs> on the table. Oh, no. Let's go I get just great. Not a physical specimen. I don't know what to tell you. Just That's in passing. Amazing. I am not no for a particular reason. No reason. I do. You know what, though? Uh, for Iron Claw, uh, respect for him, respecting the wishes of wreckage. He didn't force it on him. He respected the man and what he's been through that he put him through. And he didn't like push it any harder. And I could kind of be like, OK, you know what? He knows boundaries and he respects them. And I like him for that. Uh, I think it was more along the lines of like, well, I've already upgraded that dude. Why not upgrade another dude? I mean, fair enough. I mean, maybe I've given him too much credit. Why put extra uh, RAM into the Pentium when you could just get a brand spanking new 586? Yeah, that's that's a great point. (laughs) So he says, Rampage, go kidnap freight. Go to L.A. It's like, great. (laughs) (laughs) He's not just playing football. He's playing football in Los Angeles, which... I'd have to in think not- back. I I think I don't I don't think anybody had a football. I don't think LA had a football team when this came out. They which makes they, it even they more say fun. the name of the football team. It's it's the very T-Rexes. obviously made up. Yeah, <laughs> it's I don't know. Or it laugh, it's like though. one of those minor league teams. What is the CFL or like? There's another like arena football. Yeah, it's an arena, arena football. football league. Uh, XFL was like half a season shut down. Yeah, I mean that wasn't for many years though. So. No, you're right. Uh, CFL's still around, though. We gotta love the Argos, you know. I mean, love it. It, I time wise, I think it would work uh, if it were the WBF. So, like, maybe if you went into uh, Vince McMahon's bodybuilding league, that oh, would have also worked. Oh boy, Lex Luger, come back, come back to us, Lex. <laughs> uh, we we now get a football montage, and I'm just gonna put it out there. Look, I I follow football. I am a fan <laughs> of football. I am literally working in the world of football right now. <laughs> This is the weirdest goddamn take on football I've seen <laughs> since Mutant League football, the video game in the mid-90s. What what Freight is doing out there is not football. Look, it I does don't know have football, a... but it, it looked right to me, okay? <laughs> oh it's got a real NFL Blitz vibe. I could see that happening. It's, it is crazy. He's just picking up human beings and throwing them across the field. These, I'm just wrote down, where are the flags? Referee, you have lost <laughs> control of the game. These are personal fouls upon personal fouls. Also, at one point, he just grabs the ball and, like, throws it behind him. Like, he doesn't even care. Like, that's a fumble. Like, what? Like, and then uh, they say, like, oh, he ran up the score, like, 49 to 7. Yeah. And it's, like, what is happening? This was- I definitely saw a part where uh, uh, he was picking. He had caught the ball. He, he was the receiver. He was yes. playing offense and defense. Uh, he was the receiver. Got the ball. And a guy came up to him and was, you know, like, a, um, like trying to tackle him. And he picks the dude up and throws him, and then the ball like goes bouncing after. So it was a fumble, right? It's a fumble. That is a fumble. I, I, I noticed that. That's that is not going to help your team win if you're just dropping the ball whenever you feel like it. It's not this. I mean, he was drafted first overall, so I assume he knows the rules of football. <laughs> One would hope, but I guess you know if Superman dropped down on the Earth 
having never even heard of a football before, he also would be the first overall selected. So, yeah. I, you know, I guess, you know, we could make some exceptions here. But this also implies he played college ball. Like, there's a lot of questions that went unanswered through this football section because he clearly has no idea what the sport is about. I had no but questions. After- no questions no at all. Questions. <laughs> to you, it Gina, all, this it, is just it what all normal made football sense to like. me. And also, honestly, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that those refs were like, you know what? Viewership is down. No one really <laughs> likes football anymore. What are we even uh, talking about? Like, let's let this fucking beast do his thing. Everyone's going to be tuning in to the next game. Let's play this What's out. What's going to happen it next? I can't turn away. Yeah, that's going to go <laughs> viral on YouTube and. And everyone, every ref knows it. So they're holding those flags. So unfortunately, the thought process of all those refs, Freight decides he can't do it anymore after one game and wants to quit because combat is real. But this is just a game. It doesn't have the same emotional impact as being a soldier has for him. I'm not getting PTSD. Why am I even here? Yeah, thank you. He's... And so Rampage picks this moment to blow a hole in the wall. They have a little bit of a fight, but he hits him with the mind chip and like the neck. It did not look very comfortable at all. And he kidnaps Freight and takes him back to Iron Claw. This takes us to a flashback. Uh, Another one. Wreckage has a lot of flashbacks. He can't really appear without having a minimum three flashbacks per episode to this one moment where he gets the, 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 the enhancements put into him. And he decides, uh, this is really tearing me up. I know because I said no to Iron Claw. He's going to go grab somebody else. And I do not want to put another random person through what I have been through. This is character development and growth to a level I was not expecting out of G.I. Joe Extreme. I don't yep. know why. I feel like I feel like G.I. Joe Extreme continuously proves itself to you guys continue to denigrate it because I was, I was like, okay, cool. This is cool. I wasn't surprised. I was like, yeah, all right. This is what I was hoping for. Uh, uh, and, and also they do like, they sort of peppered in, in the beginning when he's like, clearly doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. Uh, but I, and I will say that like him, him stopping it, there's a huge moment, which I'm really, really happy about, which they teased several episodes ago when they were they were talking about rampages like origin story when we clearly when the audience sort of clearly knew that it was iron claw that did it but rampage doesn't know and he thinks back to that moment when he's being altered and you know there's a general there and he says something and then and get then on Ram- with it what's that get on with it that's what's said and it triggers his memory yeah, so he says the so Claw says the exact same phrase, and this is when Rampage puts two and two together and says, Holy shit, that general that that altered me was actually Claw, who's been lying to me all this time and pretending that he saved me from G.I. Joe, who he told me did this to me. So I like this this is another one of those things things like when the Joes sort of hear that that Claw might be evil, that I hope it pays off. Uh, oh, like, unquestionably, it's going to pay off. But but here's the thing. That other thing never did. Like, G.I. Joe never looked into Claw. Oh, no, because they've got season the count, two to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, that's where uh, we're well, headed. Uh, yeah, I will say that having seen, having seen, you know, that this lady sort of gets gets bumped up to to a main character makes me think that maybe the Joes do figure it out and take down Claw and Rampage turns against him. 
and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what I hope happens. I hope Rampage cool. sort of plays the long game, goes back to work for Because, like, it, it makes it clear at the end that he's going back to work for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we don't know, but we know. Like, I feel like they're they're not having a great relationship right now. I mean, because uh, Freight says to him, like, you know, thank you. And there's clearly an in for him to be like, is G.I. Joe hiring? Ha, 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 ha. But he's like, I gotta, I gotta do some stuff. So I hope he's like playing the long game of well, you know staying cool. in Claw's good graces and yeah. and to killing him, him in his sleep. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing: is like, um, like I am often surprised that they're doing this sort of stuff because I just don't want to be disappointed. Like, yeah, do I want? Do I hope that all of these things happen? Absolutely. Every episode, I hope they continue these sort of storylines, but also. It is a kid show. It is the 90s. And so I have to assume that they're not going to. Then but, when they do, I'm pleasantly surprised. But they've never let you down, Chan. They have proven that they're that they're good and honest and stalwart and true. And you keep doubting well, them. You was there a single a relationship? Was there a single line from Benny and Bjorn? Did Agnetha sing anything? anything in this episode no there was not a lick of abbott to be heard and that is the reason why i do not trust them yeah i don't know we had a pretty rough two years with deke uh where they did not treat us very well at all there were moments but overall very bad relationships so gina forgive us for getting into a new relationship with somebody who we weren't really sure about you know when we first started dating them but we come home and their immediate first words are you're a piece of shit like they don't say that but we're used to hearing that no so we're still it has been 11 to hear that. episodes no. if you were still doubting me 11 episodes in i would dump you if i were gi joe extreme i would say chan and ray i'm sorry but i'm tired of being doubted Gina, wow. you consistently expect the best of us, and we consistently deliver, so we will continue on uh, on with you. Do you not love us? Do you, are you not willing to go to podcast couples counseling, <laughs> couples counseling? Wow. I mean, that sounds one-sided to me. You guys are the ones with all the doubts. Wow. Whoa. Why would I go to couples counseling when they're the one with the problem? <laughs> yeah, this holds up. This holds up. <laughs> this this checks out. This is the Gina that we know and Look, love. Look, GI oh, Joe Extreme Lord. has nothing to prove to you. It's been uh, again consistently good throughout the whole time. It's true. I mean, it really has been. Uh, it, it, with this one moment here, we have another music video. Not ABBA. Uh, wreckage dominates everybody and gets Freight out. Uh, crushes the glove that they were going to weld onto uh, Freight's arm. Uh, and give him another power glove. All this for another power glove? That's a little bit weak, Claw. You could have done a leg or something. I don't know. Uh, but also there's a moment when Wreckage and Freight are standing next to each other. And these are the most misshapen human being bodies <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. This is This was honestly like an episode, uh, an issue of NFL Super Pro, the pilot, the debut, where the guy takes too many illegal steroids and then turns into a giant and an, like a, a blob like Hulk figure. That's what I felt like looking at these two people. I wasn't sure where Freight's neck began or ended. His, 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 like, uh, what does he go? His shoulders were like well above the height of the top of his head. I don't know what was happening with this character, but I loved it. This was also the point where, uh, wreckage thumbs up freight and yeah <laughs> the spirit of it's misshapen weird. bodies it's it's not a good looking thumb <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's made of a toe oh like megan fox 
<laughs> Can I say that out loud? Wow, hurtful. Hey, I'm, Gina's laughing because she knows it's true. I know that it's ru- it's a rumor, and I'm surprised you've heard it. Wait, you're surprised I've heard a 20-year-old pop culture reference? Yeah, to be <laughs> honest, yes. Like, all I know, Gina, it's literally where I live. What are we talking <laughs> about right now? <laughs> Um, okay, so Freight, this is amazing. Like, they're at the base, G.I. Joe base again. We're back. Freight returns by, like, parachuting. Like, I, where did he find a plane to drop out of the sky on the G.I. Joe base? He could have just driven up. <laughs> like, how does any of that? I guess it's an island. Never mind. I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I feel like it's physically do. impossible for him to just drive up. I I think it is. It, it's in his nature to find a plane okay, and fair. get a parachute. I'm surprised he even had the parachute now that you mentioned it. Now that you're pretty good, good into words, good point. he just jumps out like Captain America, like, you know, go for it. Right. And, uh, and we're back to the PN. That's the end of the episode. He's like, oh, freight's back. The end. Great. Two more episodes in season one of GI Joe extreme. Ooh, I we can't wait. PSA. Something big is going to happen. I feel that. I feel like they're, they're making good moves. Now I don't know where season two is going to take us. But season one, I mean, we'll do a, we'll do a, a at the end of episode 13, we'll do a, a season in review little conversation, uh, which I'm kind of looking forward to because I think there's a lot of cool things to break down and a lot of good things to talk about. But one other thing to talk about is the PSA. We're back to the uh, kid is about to quit baseball. So he gets glasses. I, PSA. Yeah, this is like the, we're 11 episodes in and I feel like I have seen this seven times. <laughs> You may have seen it seven times. That is, I did notice this time accurate. that that uh, optometrist really looks like an evil scientist. <laughs> like I no. don't know that he is not putting weird uh, cybernetic implants into that kid. It's a weird thing because they made him look realistically balding, <laughs> and it was a weird choice. They didn't have to do that, but they decided the optometrist would have like partial, like thinning hair on top and a realistic crown around it and I was like looking at it like wow there's loving craftsmanship that went into the bald spot on this optometrist in this G.I. Joe Extreme PSA that probably didn't need to be done but good on you whoever that was no somebody was getting back at their dad who's an optometrist oh, I was like snap. I'm gonna make a gross looking monster oh, and, gross. Wait, and whoa, screw whoa, you whoa, dad whoa, wait a minute. He's a very good-looking optometrist. I think he we can not. all agree. No. This, this is a, one of the more attractive G.I. Joe Extreme characters. Also, not Why do you want to fuck the optometrist, Ray? With their parents, Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Gina coming in hard against uh, therapy this, uh, this episode. <laughs> I, love, I love therapy. I think everyone should go to therapy. I think some people are just assholes. <laughs> I think you were missing the point of therapy. I think you may love it because you're just doing it wrong. Are you saying that you that you uh, that you should fix assholes? Because I don't think I don't think that's the good message to teach to <laughs> teach to GI Joe Extreme. I think I if think you're the asshole. No, I'm saying if GI Joe Extreme is consistently delivering love and kindness to the two of you, and you're just saying I expect the worst from you, you shithead. And that's that's on you. G.I. Joe Extreme I, should leave and find someone better. 
what I hear from all this is that Gina's got a therapist who's been stealing money from her this entire time. <laughs> she just walks in and is like, I'm great. I'm Gina. I'm a TV writer. I got a big house, bigger than Ray's. I promise you that. That shithole. And then, the, and then the, the therapist is just like, oh, time's up. Gina, you're right. And then he counts the fucking money that Gina no doubt brings in a comical oversized bag with a dollar sign on the outside. That's how I now picture Gina's therapy. And it explains a lot about this show. I will just say that perhaps my favorite thing about doing this podcast is when some random uh, one-off snark from the pre-show that doesn't make it onto the show gets brought up on the show proper. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> and nobody, none of the audience knows, but I think no. they can sense. They can sense that, was- that something happened. Look, and I really believe holding a grudge that the long term <laughs> best audience, best <laughs> listeners of this show, they I think they get it. I don't even think they need to hear the conversation to know exactly what happened. I think they have us pegged that hard. I believe they do. In fact, guys at home or ladies at home. Or uh, 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 however you define yourself at home. I don't want to be exclusionary <laughs> of anybody. you are struggling this episode. <laughs> I'm, look, how is that struggling? I'm trying to be included. Look, it's about what's inside your heart, and I'm goddamn trying. I'm just an awkward ally at the end of the day. How do you think my Who Would Win fans got that name? It's because it's what's inside me. I'm trying. So the thing is, people at home, you know us. What do you think that line was in reference to? <laughs> Hit us up. Tag us all. Channing, I know you're good for it. But everybody else, at G.I. Joe Podcast, Wait, at 999 RPMs, at Almighty Ray, at Gina Ippy, two. What Gina specific Gina line? The line about Gina ripping on ha- house sizes. That's the line. How do you I mean, think it, that conversation it came about? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I believe they're going to come up with nuance and context <laughs> that we didn't even see there. I believe in you, the people you've gotten this far in this episode. And I believe that you will have some answers for us. So what do you think that snark was about? Hit us up on Twitter. We want to hear it. That's the show, right? We already That's, did all the contact info. Well, I guess I just did in a roundabout way. Hey, uh, other projects and stuff. Gina, do you have anything you want to plug? Are you doing a thing? Uh, Am I? Am I forgetting something? I don't something know. Didn't you doing? do like a tournament of nerds or something? Don't you do live shows still? Oh, I did just do a tournament of nerds, but that's in the past now. <laughs> well, how do podcasts work? Can we go to the past? <laughs> Will this air in the past? Can they still go? Uh, uh, yeah, if you, if you have invented time travel, you could still theoretically go. And that's how you use it to check out a week old episode of Tournament of Nerds. Yeah. Well done, you. It's good. That's good. And then destroy it after that because you've, you've already peaked with your, with your time travel. Peaked. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, I mean, you're not killing Hitler. I'll tell you that right now. You're only going back a week to go see Tournament of Nerds, starring TV's Gene Ippolito. Yep. Chan, have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Tell about your wrestling show, Chan. For God's sakes. 
What the hell? Uh, I I do have a wrestling show. It's uh, uh, AE Double Back. I do have a uh, podcast called My Three Dads. Um, hey, neat. Where, uh, we should uh, probably make be, another one of those. We should probably do that. Uh, we should actually have a really good uh, uh, episode on, too. Uh, I also did a... Uh, um, uh, I guessed it on an episode of... Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, I don't even know the name of the oh, show. Oh, God but it's, damn it. Uh, you are the worst. Uh, it's on the Retro Network. I'll, I'll find it. It'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. Chan, how is that? <laughs> you... I want to be mad at you, but that's such a Chan thing to do. How could I? That's so par for the course that Chan would do a podcast of another person, try to plug it, and then not remember the name of it. That's like straight Chan Bala 101. I would also do something like that. I feel like you would remember the name of a show you were on. I do, because you nah, remembered every I, can't, I don't even know what show I'm doing now. I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> Who am I kidding right now? Uh, this is uh, feats and stuff where we uh, review people's <laughs> wiki feats pages. Oh no! And we really appreciate how you've opened up to us. It's, uh, it's been very illuminating for all of our uh, creepo uh, listeners. Is it called feats? Oh, Don't fail boy. me now, because you pass oh, or boy. fail the feat. Everything is upsetting <laughs> right now. Well, I'm gonna plug a new thing to plug. I'm gonna plug uh, test the IVF film which is oh, a yeah. short film that I was in uh, playing myself. Wow. I did a great job acting. Uh, I don't know if I'm believable as me, but uh, people seem to really like this. My, it's based on uh, 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 my wife, uh, Melissa, and it's about her, her blog uh, with fertility and all the IVF treatments and stuff we've done and went through. And it's actually doing really, really well. It's been debuting at all these film festivals around the country, and it keeps winning the best movie award. And we're talking like it won at the Walla Walla Film Festival had like 126 movies and short films, and it was number one. So like, wow, it must be me, right? (laughs) It must be my (laughs) tremendous acting that pushed this thing over the top. What I would argue is, it's winning all of these awards at these very nice festivals in spite of the fact that I'm in it. So it must be extraordinary. Y'all should go out and watch it. If only to see how, um, uh, how much Ray's wife had to uh, uh, step down to deign to be married to the, to, uh, to Ray, like Ray lucked the F out. Yeah, so. look, I, I, I obviously married up. I mean, that goes without saying. But she's actually very, very talented uh, and did a wonderful job, you know, kind of co-writing the movie. I mean, to be fair, it's based on her writing. So I don't know if necessarily she didn't write the script, but, like, it's all based on her stuff. And she's the star of the movie and and, and, and all over it. And it's and it just, it's such a wonderful production. Uh, it's such a wonderful movie. I haven't actually seen the final cut yet uh, because I always have to do a... a, a kid watching duty while the these festivals are happening and it's airing so i have not actually sat down to watch it yet um but everybody's telling me how great it is and i'm just kind of nervous because it's a very personal thing and not necessarily something that's going to make me feel comfortable (laughs) so uh, but you can find it on facebook it's got its own page now attest the ivf film uh and it's airing digitally on all of these different festivals, they like air it over the internet uh, and these various showings. So if you have any interest in this, it's something that you might enjoy. It might, it's a very heartfelt movie. I promise that. And, and, and you might really, really like it. And I'm there too. So 
you might hate that part. <laughs> um, it's really weird who we got to play Chan and Gina for the podcasting scenes of this movie. Uh, real, real. I mean, it's crazy. You know, uh, uh, I won't spoil the it's stunt casting. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, I was disturbed by it, but also strangely aroused. So should I say it? We got the undertaker to play Robert Clark Chan. And yeah, he did yeah. a wonderful job. I mean, he put on the wig. I mean, he, he went on the Hawaiian shirt and the jorts. And you would swear to God, you wouldn't know that was six foot ten. The Undertaker, you'd think it was Robert Clark Chan. He did get down on his knees to play me. And uh, he was still taller than I am. So, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, he I did feel the like little... you, could, you couldn't dig up the corpse of Captain Lou Albano. Well, wow. I, Gina, spoil the thunder. The corpse of Captain Lou Albano plays Gina Ippolito. Oh, I good, uh, that good. was a masterstroke. Wow. <laughs> you know, what a genius move. Yeah. Turns out he's buried right here in Panorama City. Is he <laughs> is he even passed away? Am I? <laughs> yeah, I Captain Lou. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, dead he for did. years. Okay. Okay. Maybe nervous because as they keep re-showing the Super Mario Brothers show, it's like he's alive all over again. Uh, he died. Uh, yeah. He died in 2009, so he's been dead for quite a while. Oh, uh, boy, I but, really missed the but press it is, clippings. I, I do one. like that you cast an Itali- a dead Italian-American to play me. At least it's it's accurate. And and to be fair, in the chat, I did put a quote from Chris, Chris Pratt, <laughs> which said, actor Chris Pratt has confirmed that he will play the role of Mario in his normal voice, stating Mario isn't Italian anymore. He's normal now. Gina, how do you feel about that quote? <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if that quote's real, but I loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's probably not real. Might might be real. Chris Pratt's, you know, he has some red state tendencies. I'm just saying. <laughs> he might go so far back that he think, you know, he 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 treats Italians like people treat uh the, the, the Polish people in the in the eighties. Like, remember that? Because before that it was the Italians who were the ones getting bagged on, and then the Irish before that. Maybe the Irish were after that. But anyway, uh, America's always been racist is what I'm trying to say. And it's always been weird. So there's that. Okay, guys, that's the show. Oh, check out who would win show too. That's a good show. We're doing Shocktober. Uh, AMC Shutter presents Shocktober. We got some good matchups. Just this week, we have Michael Myers versus the Predator. What a fun time. And we've got some more fun times happening. Guys, I feel like I finally vamped enough that we're over an hour, so I'm going to end the show here. Why would you need to do that? The show's shows need to be over an hour. The people don't feel like they're getting their money's worth. I don't think anyone's ever thinking that. No, not when we're involved, at any rate. I have nothing to add to that. You've already heard our Twitter handles. Go write to us about that house joke. Uh, I got nothing else. Okay, bye. Situation critical. Roll call! Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon 
and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my just, god! Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.